uh, oh man, goddamn, here I go again, life is so different, niggas too ignorant, ignorance is truly bliss, they never see the foolishness, itemize, make better time for all the life we trying to live, law. Like to welcome you guys back to the motherfucking High Coast Podcast. I go by Sosa Godfrey. Yeah. Smooth, babe. The sound man is in the back. He has no name but sound man. No name but sound man. Welcome to the motherfucking podcast, niggas. I want you guys to know that I am in a lot of pain. This was a long, long Saturday, but it was a great Saturday because we did some good charity and we played some good kickball. There's more competition than charity. <laughs> it was great. It was a great day. Shout out to my man Dewan Piss for putting on a great event. Thanks. Shout, Shout out to the cans for cans for kicks. Cans for kicks. It was beautiful. Kicks for cans. I'm sorry. Kicks for cans. It was a beautiful thing, and next year we will be back there. Hopefully you guys will be there, too. It was a beautiful thing. You guys should check the Instagrams and stuff. I'm sure there will be videos out there, all that good shit. But <clears throat> I got to clear my voice for this because, you know, I got a good man in here. A good man came through. He came all the way. I was, I was going to say he came all the way from the U.K., but that would be a little lie. But my good man, Jake, came all the way from Philly. Bethlehem Finest Time to come with the fucking podcast Make some noise for my fucking god Jake What's up bro? It's great to be here lots man Thanks for having me Now if you don't know Jake is from the UK You're gonna hear a lot of um, Language today that may What about You know what I'm saying You're gonna hear a lot of things today That may not be um, Privy to your ear Or may not be uh, um, Sort of easy on your ear But stay with us It'll grow. You'll end, it'll it'll end grow up. It'll work you. your way into your vocab. Honestly, the Brits are your grandparents for real. There's no America that's not for the Brits. So, you know, pay some homage and pay some respect to your um, your leaders. Um, also, a random a random um, occasion, Jake is our first white cast. Breaking ground. Our first white cast. <laughs> it took us 61 episodes to get a white guy Maybe it should have took you 60 more, mate. I'm glad to be the first one, the inaugural one. It took us a lot, but we finally have our good man here, and we're just gonna banter a little bit. Um, Jake, um, I don't know if you know, but white people are fucking wild. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I don't like. That's why I play the UK thing up so much because it gives me a pass. You know what I mean? No, okay. I, I'm glad. I'm glad we got started and we're getting right into it. Earlier, when, when uh, we was hanging this weekend, you said the racism in the UK is, is is not any better. It's just different. It's different. Yeah. It's different. Can you explain that for maybe our visitors who have not been lucky enough um, to cross the pond? I think it's directed at a different group of people. I also think um, England doesn't discriminate in its discrimination. We just think we're better than everyone. If you know what I mean, that might not—that's not a great attitude. I'm saying, but it's not like we single people out. You know, we single people out to blame for our, our economic issues, our political issues, as any country does. But in terms of our overall discrimination, it's—it's it's a stuck-up attitude. It's a stereotype that is true, along with the drinking the tea and a little bit of the boozing and that. All that. The bad stuff. teeth. The bad teeth. Uh huh. <laughs> <laughs> that's the plebs. That's the. That's the. <laughs> you know, it's a, there's a group of people yeah. with bad teeth, but it's not all of us. <laughs> Just like kind of like how um you know maybe somebody from England kind of when you picture an American sometimes you might be drawn to somebody from the South if you mm. want to have a character of an American person got you, got so kind of like the bad teeth is a similar to like me saying Americans like people from the South okay I like that I like that now you moved to the states when you were I was young I was young I was like at the t- uh, tail end of elementary school I um I came over uh, my dad's American I'm English I moved over my mom's English. Uh, my other brother's born here, and then I have. And he's half Jamaican. I have the half Jamaican one, yep. <laughs> yeah, half Jamaican one. <laughs> he's roaming around, you know. <laughs> I, I told you he's the one to watch out for. Um, well, you say that, but I don't believe it because you're the how you're you are five six. You probably weigh a hundred and forty. Yeah, maybe a little bit more. 150? Too much Genesee. And, and you drink, <laughs> I, since I met you in 2000 and I think 12, no one has drank more than you. So I can't believe the little eight-year-old had <laughs> I can't maybe, believe the drink. Maybe it's the, it's the middle one there because he started putting me under the table. You were, wow. drinking, you were drinking gin at 7 a.m. this morning, Jake. 
This is true. This is true. This is fact. Watching the soccer match, which was, which was great as well. It was a great match, even if the result didn't match um, the drama and the spectacle of it for me personally. But Speaking of footy, <laughs> you call soccer footy, Absolutely. and I appreciate that because it is played with this foot and not like our American football, which is not. How do you feel about that? What is your... I'm going to ask you that, but what is your dis... What is the other thing that you disdain that Americans have decided that sounds good, but it's One thing, it's actually, not. I will say is soccer is actually a term coined by the British. Hmm. Actually, originally. We originally called it soccer, and it evolved to become footy. And okay. the Americans started calling it soccer. It's actually us that originated that term. Wow. wow. You guys always are doing something. First. I, don't First. Know, I don't know how I feel about that. You guys are always up to something. This is true. This is absolutely I, I true. I don't really know how I feel about that. Um, also... Not, that was all right, though. Yeah, I, I fucks with the soccer. Yeah. Why? You know what I'm always... Maybe you can answer, because you're a big soccer fan. How did Europeans get so good at, like, soccer? Like, how, like... I'll give credit to the Spanish words, too, because they've really evolved the game into what it is now. Like, modern attacking football is definitely based like the on the fast, Spanish please. game. Yeah. So, yeah. how did, like, the guys from Pele, like Brazil, like Argentina, they're... They, I consider, in my opinion, like, those are sort of, like, the guys. So, how did Europe end up being... Like the Premier, is it because of like the Premier League and just the different- Premier League is, is the best league in the world, it's the most competitive league in the world, it's the most entertaining league in the world, and it's also the league that makes the most money. Okay. So um, it's definitely the one at the forefront of the sport. Um, but the best team in England right now is Manchester City. Their coach Pep Guardiola brought Barca's style of play over to England. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And now they're kind of, I mean, it's a copycat league like any sport is, just mm-hmm. like the NFL, mm-hmm. baseball with the analytics, footy's the same way. And it's just going to trickle its way down now to the lower clubs. I mean, there's another club, Wolverhampton Wanderers, local club for me, by where I'm from. Small club, but now, I mean, historically a big club, but they've been out of the top flight for a while. And now they play similar style of football. They play three at the back, four midfielders, very attack-minded for a club to get promoted and say, we're going to attack. I mean, you saw my frustration today with my own team because <laughs> was, we have a tendency to put everybody in the box and just try and video. defend it out. Like, that may have yeah. been the great, greatest content gets, I've, I've had in a while. It's, it's super frustrating for me because historically we're an attacking club. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, we've had great wingers, great, great players come through that and club. And with the players that y'all have, you wouldn't think that yeah. y'all would be so preservative. Yeah, absolutely. Like I told him, my... When I grew up watching Man United, I was we were thinking we're gonna score. If you score three, we're scoring four. Oh, no. And the attitudes flip now. You're not scoring anything, and we're gonna nick one. Mm-hmm. And it can be frustrating to watch when the results are there. I have no complaints. I know you don't hear a peep <laughs> from me. You know what I mean? Because just like kickball today, winning is everything to me. And uh, <laughs> kickball winning is everything. <laughs> just like with the co-ed team I run. Oh, can you can you explain <laughs> yeah, that? I run my team. My friend coaches the team. Explain that because you told us you play. So we you, I don't know if you guys have took from what I said earlier, but we play recreational football. I mean kickball today for the charity. Yes. I think I blew out my quad. That's neither here nor there. We're gonna I'll get you guys. It update. looks rough. Y'all should have seen Charles try to jump the fence, y'all. He made it. I, oh, I made it. Y'all should have seen the gather and the leap. Though. Listen, I haven't done I haven't done any type of physical activity like that in a while. So you know. I gave him my all. He was also falling and slipping all over the place. It was, it was very, listen. Terrible it was shoe choice. Terrible shoe choice, but we bought and we won the second yeah. game. But you, you, you play kickball for real. Like, you, I, do you play for I do play in charity. Tell, explain to us what's unique about your kickball team well, in particular. Our team's co-ed, and we do take it seriously in that we want to get the ship. There's no doubt about it. We have a talented team. And basically what we have is we have a transgender player on our team who identifies as female. And there's absolutely no doubt it gives us a huge competitive advantage. And I love it because it's going to it's gonna give us the win. I think we're going to win the league. And she's absolutely a huge part of that. And I told you, she's unbelievable at first base with the mm-hmm. way she's scooping things. So when she's hitting cleanup. I'm always interested to how, because people always talk about dealing with um, people who are different than them. So transgender yeah. people. You guys seem to make that work very seamlessly. It doesn't seem to be an issue. How? Yeah, there's absolutely no issue. Like, yeah, and I feel in, like in that's, there's a maturity level to that that I think um, you and your friends were able to do, and I applaud that. But how? What was the first time your honest reaction you when you were told like, "Yo, we have someone who's transgender playing on our kickball team." I was thinking, let's get three more. Because it was, so we can get a dynasty is what I was thinking. That's you not really me. only care about winning. <laughs> it's really only about winning. Bro, like at, oh, absolutely. At this okay. point, sports is breaking barriers. 
We okay. We spoke about that. Do you, yeah. You're a big sports fan. Big sports guy. Your your ten minute rift on Manchester United may <laughs> have gone over some people's heads, but <laughs> yeah, you absolutely. love the sports. You love every sport. Every sport. I watch everything. He like he says, sports is supposedly brings people together. What do you think is the power of sports, especially just like not even like a NBA, NFL, but something as simple as playing kickball with people who are. I think it's unbelievably massive. I mean, you, I'm on this podcast. I became friends with you because we started talking about sports. You know, I mean, we have two true. completely different backgrounds. But um, I think ba- basketball players in particular now are starting to see kind of what they can do, the power that they wield. LeBron James is an example of that. And Colin Kaepernick's an example of that too, but his influence has rattled people, mm. has rattled certain people in the NFL about what he stands for and what he represents, and they've tried to shut him down. So, And football's weird because basketball is only five guys on the court, right? There's only X amount of players in the league. So theoretically, you'd think their influence would be less. It's a less popular sport than football. There's less people... Watching it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Consuming it. I mean, less stars, you could argue, too. You know what I mean? So, um, it's it's interesting to see that it's the one that's taken to the forefront on this issue about using sports to break barriers. Um, Footy is not that much of an issue, but they also don't wield their influence in that way. You know what I mean? And so, I'd be curious to see who else decides to step up and take this mantelpiece now. Because you can... Kaepernick now is a symbol, but the message has fallen to the wayside. Let's be honest. You know what I mean? And it right. became about the flag. It became about all this extra stuff. Yeah, all, not the actual you issue. Know, Trump, the NFL. Big the up owners. to earlier though, because when he got signed, they yeah. asked him if he was going to kneel. Stop. He said, "I'm yeah. not going to stop. I'm keep doing yeah. it." Yeah, I'm and people forget that the reason he kneeled was um, because a soldier told him to do yeah, that I because he was respectful for what you did when you I lost somebody my, in combat. Well, I'm a marine, former marine. Yeah, yeah, and people, I, I don't even think people know that. Knew that from the jump, let alone now. I don't See, think they knew, but they ignored they didn't it. Care. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's a good point. It. And I appreciate your insight, um, Jake, because you're one of the good ones, and I'm I'm willing to say that on wax in front of the world that I appreciate. Here's my thing about white people: white people are not any inherently, in my opinion, worse or better than any other group of people. Mm-hmm. They have just over the last 500 years done some really shitty shit. Yeah, absolutely. But inherently, I do not think white people are evil. I don't think so. Yeah. Because I've met enough white people, yourself included, that lets me know that white people aren't evil. Now, are there some evil white people? Yeah. Very much so. But I don't think it's inherent that because you are white, you are evil. So I always like to have banter with you because you see things from a... Different perspective. Not even just a different perspective, but I think from a... I think you understand your privilege as a white person. Yeah, yeah, Absolutely. But you know, I don't think you take that offense because people take yeah, offense no, yeah, when yeah. you're when you like, oh yeah, you have. They're like, I don't have. Per- you know? I, I think there's no doubt that I've had a lot of things easier. Absolutely. You see, just like a, a statement like that, I don't yeah, think yeah. a lot of people are comfortable within themselves to, to say, say that loud, yeah. as a white person and not feel like attacked. Like we're doing this right now, I don't feel like you feel attacked. No, in no, way. no. I'll have conversations with people. Let's say we're just talking about politics, and you sort of talk about something, and as soon as it hits a nerve, you mm. see them sort of. Alright, I don't want to. I don't want to yeah. engage with you. Why do you think that is for white people? Because I have to ask someone who's white. Because I'm not white. I can't. I can't understand that. I don't, I don't know. I think it's just because I've had it easier. Other white people, they don't want to lose that, the ability to have it easier. If that makes mm. sense. No, I no, mean, it's, truly, it's, it's like it's like getting an inheritance. You know what I mean? Like uh, monetarily, let's say your grandfather leaves you. Into, you don't want to give that away. You know what I mean? And I also think, like you said, you and I can have this conversation. But the influential white people right now, the people who wield that influence are absolutely not going to have this conversation, which is also part of the narrative. You live it up. Oh, I was going to say, like, I agree 100%, because mm-hmm. it's just like, well, it goes back to, like, why would I give this up? Like, I'm in position. Yeah, absolutely. And it's just like me speaking against it, even though they know I'm wrong. Mm-hmm. It's just like, this could possibly change something. Yeah, so, like, I'm going to just stay silent on this. Definitely. I have a theory, and work with me. I read an article saying that most of America doesn't care. There's only two groups of people who really care. Mm-hmm. It's the fringe left and the fringe right. So mm-hmm. it's crazy liberals and crazy conservatives. Yeah. And basically those two are having the discourse and all of us are sort of just picking a side. Like right now? Perfect example. Like, let's take the liberals. Liberals are like equality for everybody. Yeah. No one needs to get, no one needs to not be the same as everybody else. But then you ask them, what about voting registration or voter suppression in the South, and they don't want to talk about that mm-hmm. because that isn't a sexy topic. Now, making sure that people can use bathrooms like you, that's sexy. Yeah. That gets you on CNN, that gets you on late night news. They're discriminating. 
and and that's the thing. And then you have white conservatives who are like, we don't care about that. All we care about is Russia, Russia, Russia. Oh, you know, or we don't care about it. Let's protect our country. You know, we need to we need to get back to make America great again. Immigration yeah. is the reason why we we're, we're yeah. lower down. All these uh, things. And they seem to not understand anything else about how capitalism works, how the economy works, how all these things work. Yeah. And then we end up having those two fight with each other. Mm-hmm. And then all of us sort of have to pick a side. Mm-hmm. Because if you're, let's say you're a black person, then you're mm-hmm. like, hey, I don't bang with I don't bang with the conservative agenda because it's this, mm-hmm. but I can't bang with the liberals because they don't really care about what I actually need to happen. Mm-hmm. Then the liberals aren't gonna hear you and the conservatives aren't gonna hear you. So you what do you do? And everyone tells you you need to be engaged. Yeah. That is the I think that is the uh, the one problem with just our politics. Everyone feels the need to be engaged, and that's not. I don't think that should be the case. Yeah. Just because you are a citizen does not mean you should have influence or have, frankly, an opinion on these things yeah. because you will be ignorant about it. Mm-hmm. I do not talk about doctor stuff or medical stuff because I do not have the capacity or the knowledge. It would be reckless. Yeah. It would be dangerous if I was now given influence to decide on these matters. And that's how I feel about a lot of America as a whole. You live in Philadelphia. Yeah. Do you see that? Because maybe I'm, because we live in D.C., we sort of close to the politics. I stay Mm. in New York. It's a very sort of like political, political, liberal city. Maybe I'm, you know, thinking too deep or missing it. Do you see that in Philadelphia? I can see. I absolutely see in Philly. Um, Philly's got an interesting crowd though too. I mean, there's there's no doubt about that. I think Philadelphians are very specific people. I think everyone kind of knows what they represent, who they are. That's a fact. Black but, and white. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. And um, they don't change their ways. They don't. I mean, I've told you, I I can go back to Philly in 40 years. I don't think anything would be any different. <laughs> people are uglier and older, but you know, <laughs> outside of that, I love Philly. We love Philly. Just but, so you um, know. Like, also with your point, like, I kind of gave you a theory I talked to you before. I just, at this Hello, point, man. if you're an intelligent, educated person with a, with a good background, the last thing you'd want to ever do is go into politics. Do you know what I mean? Like, somebody who you'd want to back, who you could, rep- you know, who you want to represent you and things, those people aren't going into politics. Mm, that's it's just true. not worth it for them at this point. That's very right. It doesn't, it, what, you know what, what do you gain? Like, that sort of capital influence, LeBron James has more influence than many of these senators. Yeah, absolutely. So what... Stand more people will vote for LeBron. Yeah, so party. what sort of... What is Ted... Like, if Ted Cruz and LeBron James ran for something right now, LeBron, LeBron James beats Ted Cruz by a landslide. He beats him by a landslide, yeah. But what what good would that do for... Le- like, what good does LeBron being a politician do for anybody? That's a good point. He probably... He doesn't, like... He, his money is probably more useful in the private public sector. Yeah. I mean, people think Ronald Reagan was one of the greatest presidents ever, and he was an actor. Nope. That is true. But I think it's just because of the time. Ronald Reagan was a, you know, he yeah. got lucky. A lot of good things happened on his watch. <laughs> yeah. And he sort of just was able to take the credit for it. Yeah, yeah. If Ronald Reagan got in the office, he was lucky, period. Well, he was a, uh, what did he end up being, like a mayor or something in California in the about, 60s? Like, the whole political time. Because, you know, that was like Jimmy Carter was, he was yeah. running against Jimmy Carter. Jimmy Carter was slumming. Yeah. So I mean, like, history, history is funny like that. Yeah. After years after, people tend to get a knee about what really like, happened. He died like, like, got in there on some Trump shit. I mean, that's how these things work, and we seem to yeah. te- seem to forget them. But enough with the politics. Let's talk about shit that is more fun. Drinking. What's the most fucked up you've ever been hey, drinking? Hold on, before we get there, this man, this man Jake has been saying his BAC has been low all day. <laughs> it was dangerously Mind low. He said he was drinking gin at seven a.m. Just for a little bit, yeah. Just for a little. It wasn't a lot. Just a little bit. Oh, okay. uh, but, and then you know, they, they got the, the first half. They got the meal around like ten, eleven. Yeah. And then we started drinking again around like what three thirty. Three thirty. Yeah. You know what I'm saying. So it's just like, no, that wasn't much time. And so a normal person, you're like, well, like, he's, he's going in, but no. Not Jake. I'm, that's not Jake. I'm not trying to not hear about Jake. your little brothers. I'm trying to hear about you. <laughs> yeah. Tell me the most fun. You told me a great story about being drunk and walking the subway tracks. Like, that, yeah. that was that the best one, or are there a better night My friends give me shit, too, because I'm a notorious exaggerator. I'll go on the record right now and say that I'm a notorious exaggerator. And they always give me shit about this story. But it did happen. It did happen for the record. Now, now let I, us, let I have told know. bullshit stories. <laughs> I have told them to people's faces, and I've told them again and again and again. This is not one of those stories. All right. Share with us, please. I was um, over at Temple having Shout a few out drinks. Out. Shout out Temple. Shout out Temple. Shout out our Bombay listeners, because I was drinking with my friend Angad from Bombay. Um, I had probably a little too much, and uh, I was ripping the subway home. And I had to make the cross. I had to make the interchange, go Broad Street to Market, mm-hmm. to head back to West Philly where I was living. 
and um, it just didn't ha- it didn't happen. I woke up at uh, AT and T station, and uh, on a bench. <laughs> I uh, woke up. I was to dust myself off. I'm like, shit, I got to get out of here. I worked the next day. It was like a Tuesday. <laughs> it was like a Tuesday. <laughs> it was like a t- <laughs> So I tried to get out of the, um, the subway tracks. Yeah, the station. And uh, I was locked up because at that point, they weren't running 24 hours. They'd shut off at midnight. So I, I kind of went through a plan trying to figure out what to do. I could wait it out till 5 in the morning. I was like, I'm not going to do that. So I just jumped out on the tracks and walked up to the next stop. And I was able to slip under the fence at Oregon I climbed out I was covered in dirt all like soot whatever the hell was down in the subway I don't know what it is rat shit I don't know and then uh, I just stuck my hand out walking down Broad Street and somebody picked me up and drove me home shout out the good Samaritan who did that for me and I was able to get to work on time I was good to go wow <laughs> <laughs> the collective wow of the world was quite it was quite fun alright and what? I actually didn't have like a phone like, I didn't know the time at all either and when I, so I, I didn't know the time I was in the subway, so I was praying that, I knew it was early, but I was praying that I had enough time to get to work. So when I got in the car, I'm like, yo, what time is it? And the guy was like, 4.35 morning. And I, that was like, you guys doing the wow. I was like, wow. <laughs> <laughs> like, I got time to, to do it. I'm like, let me go get breakfast. You know, like, let's make a day of it at this point, you know? But it, it worked out. It did work out. Is that the, all right. I want to hear a pre-temple story because you, I feel like you've been drinking since, what age? What age would you say? It's you pretty say? young. It's been pretty young. You, like 14? It would have been when I was a freshman in high school. So I was 13 when I was a freshman in high school. So you've been drinking for maybe 13, 12 years now? Yeah, yeah. Something like that. Pre-temple, what is the worst experience you were like, yo, why did I do this? It was definitely my buddy's 18th birthday in Bethlehem. Uh, also, Jake is from, not from, but he is... I guess a United States resident of Bethlehem Like you consider that home Well I live in uh, Lehigh, Valley. Valley, Lehigh Valley Yeah okay. Lehigh Valley Yeah I went to high school In Lehigh Valley So I um It was my buddy's 18th birthday party And we uh My friend Zach Zach Trotter uh, Got us a bottle of Patron mm. I, Mind you at this point I could not drink that one I can't drink that much Let's be honest right And then um He's like let's just kill it Real quick The bottle So we just poured out All the shots I probably ripped about Seven or eight of them In a row And then I just woke up <laughs> and then I heard hearsay about actually what ended up happening that night. So, um, apparently, what I did. Apparently! <laughs> so, my buddy, he was like, we were kind of in the back garden. There's a shed there, there's like a back garden. It's kind of where we were chilling. And then, um, my friend's mother, which was, it was her house, said, hey, you guys can stay there and stay in the kitchen, stay in the downstairs, just don't come upstairs. Now, all of us were obviously like, cool, cool, no worries. So, I guess I had gotten in the house. I'd thrown up all over the kitchen and then walked up the stairs to try and just get, I guess, find a bed. <laughs> so my friend was so pissed off. His mom was so pissed off. I give all credit to Zach Trotter. He cleaned the entire kitchen, got me like in a chair looking lifeless, but I was there. You know what I mean? And I wasn't causing any drama. And then uh, he got, smoothed everything over my friend who was really pissed off. He got everything, he cooled everything down with him. And then I guess I did it again. <laughs> I puked all over the kitchen again, and there was no coming back from the second one. There was no calming it down, no cleaning it up, and like you know, let's. The party was over. It was done. Oh, you ended the game party. It was done. Over. And then, so she's obviously like, "You got to go." So then I had drove. I had drove there. So obviously I wasn't driving home. So my <laughs> buddy decides to drive us home, and my car at the time had a hood that was attached with a carabiner. Because I'd hit a deer Because that's where I went to high school Wow So And then the windows Didn't roll down In the car And it was so foggy Because like all four of us Were in there So we couldn't see Out of the windshield So he was driving With the door open Just with his head stuck out And then I got And then so This is all stuff That I didn't know about And then I woke up To a voicemail From my dad And he leaves voicemails He's very like Hey Jake It's your dad It's Friday It's 7.30 in the morning Like like I can't see it On the phone And um, he's like I have a question He goes Why So we were living On a one way street He goes Your car is parked perfectly It's just the wrong way On the one way street And he goes It's sticking out Like a bulldog's bollocks Was his exact line And he's like Can you go switch the car around And there's like All shrubbery in it In the front In the hood Which was half attached To the carabiner Right, and so that was certainly a rough one. Th- that sounds, that <laughs> sounds pretty bad. Yeah, you, was like, bad one. Jake, that, you was on some trap shit, cuz. That was 
What has Jake done since 2014? Was it 15 graduate or 14? Uh, we've been 14. 14. 14, I graduated. Yeah. You graduated second year. What has Jake been up to since then? What is the What is the time where you almost considered I might have a problem? I need to stop this. I got my one year sobriety coin chip. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> 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 no. Hey, no. no. <laughs> I mean, those guys certainly do. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't want to, you know. Yeah, yeah, you don't want to cast any aspersions on anybody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I was just like, you know. Yeah, absolutely. If I give you, I say, Jake, I'm giving you any liquor you want. You got 24 hours. What are you drinking? Like, you only got 24 hours to, it's the only liquor I'm going to let you drink. But what are you drinking? It would be Crystal Palace gin, yeah. That's the cheap gin for everybody. I, that's, that's like, how much is that? Probably like. About like 12, 13 a handle, yeah. Why, why, Jake? Explain to me. I don't why. know. It's why just, you do this to yourself? I don't know. It's just my brother and I now. It's been a while. We've been on this kick. Yeah. <laughs> why, why do you drink Jake? Like, uh, we have a Hendrix. We can get you Hendrix. If you want I am I, drinking Hendrix right now. I'm enjoying it. I'm, it, not, yeah, I'm drinking it straight. The palace I do with the Gatorade, you know? We are drinking this straight right now. Um, Omatic, um, I don't know if you know, but um, Jake listened to your episode. And, I did. I was inspired. And he was inspired <laughs> by you because him himself said he loves the great gin or Hendrix at a, at or before 10 a.m. So I didn't know if you knew this, but yeah. Jake himself yeah. told me personally, and I wanted to let you know It was here. clutch, too, yeah, because it was around the Ryder Cup, so I was staying up to, like, because it was coming on at like two in the morning with the, <laughs> with the time difference. I was watching the Ryder Cup. I was into it hardcore, man. I was loving it. I was loving Molinar. It was a, it was a good morning that day. <laughs> <laughs> that was a good time, yeah. <laughs> if I let you drink with one, any person, one person, who are you drinking with? I'd be my brother, Noah Clearing. Yeah. Noah wow. Breakfast. Yeah, Noah Breakfast would be the guy I would drink with. And is it because he's just such a good time, or he give, he brings the best out of you? Like I like drinking or with just this because he can just drink, drink with you. I like drinking with this motherfucker right here because he brings some of the best out of me. Like when we drink yeah, together, yeah. I feel like all right. I don't think it's ignorant. Like we we've had <laughs> some are. good nights. I think the one night for me in particular, I push think, up for push up. We had one night where our friend <laughs> niggas forgot about that. Our one. friends uh, <laughs> niggas forgot about that. Used to, one. His his mother used to run a daycare. Okay, she still does. I'm not trying to expose people. She used to run a daycare at her crib. And after hours, you know, like, no one can come there at hours of the daycare. You know, daycare, mm-hmm. you don't come. Everyone stay away. At, like, 6 p.m.? That's oh, yeah. That's it's like, it turned back into a house. It's no longer a daycare. So we would go there. I think it was, like, between 2011 and, like, 13. Quite often. Maybe even a little 2010. Like, 2010 yeah. to 13. We'd go there a lot. High school and said, like, y'all niggas graduated from college. Smoke, right? smoke weed there. Everything you wanted to do and that you couldn't do at your parents' house, you could sort of do there. Because his parents didn't live there. So one night, <clears throat> the homeowner's son and me decided that we were going to have a push-up off. A push up off. Okay. Why? Why? It was, it was like yeah. Friday night. There was really no point. We were like, yeah, we're going to do this. But to make this interesting, we were going to drink. Like these niggas did. Like they did. There was no like we're going to do push-ups until one stops and whoever stops takes a shot. Yeah. Okay. So as we were doing it, we I think like the first fifty, everyone's just doing push-ups. They're not really an issue. Yeah. yeah. After like fifty-five, I no longer have any shoulders, so I end up like, well, you know, I'm falling. So I'm drinking. 
We got up to maybe 140 push-ups. I said at 50, I'm falling and I'm drinking. We got up to maybe 140 push-ups. Mind I you, did. mind you, we didn't start doing push-ups until we were seven shots in. So as I was okay. doing push-ups, I'm like, I'm really fucked up. Our friend KD, he's really strong. So these push-ups are not phasing him, and he's not really drinking. You know, he's, you know, he gets a hit. Yeah, but yeah. I'm the one. But KD can also yeah. drink though. When I tell you that, that nigga might have drink. been. <laughs> the the drunkest I have been sort of like with no reasoning. Yeah. That was a very bad night. I also had a night I think we earned off the balcony that night. I earned off the balcony. I also had a night in Miami left, this summer. And then we left that house and went somewhere else. Where I went to G five, the strip club, and we got to G five at maybe two or three AM. Stayed there till about four thirty, five o'clock. We're getting bottles, we're drinking, we're having a good time. After we leave the club I decide that hey, I, I need to get food from the grill. Big mistake. Don't buy food from an outside grill. Outside a strip club. It's probably not the best thing to eat. As I'm eating the chicken. Like what cuisine, man? I feel, I feel, I feel an Earl coming. And I'm like, wow, this is a big one. Yeah. Like, if this one, I'm going to throw up in the back of this Uber and it's going to be very bad. Mm-hmm. I One of my good friends, Tunji, shout out to fucking Tunji. He had some of his food left. In a little sort of like white, you know the big one of these? Yeah. Has his food left. I turned to him, I said, I'm about to throw up. He says, what? I said, I'm about to throw up. He said, nah, nah, nah. He tries to open the window. I grab his plate of food and throw up in his food. Just. Oh, man. Just letting it go. Like, oh, my God. I let it go. So we get to the Airbnb at maybe 530. Wow. After we get to the Airbnb, I remind you, I have a plane that's supposed to leave at 8.25 this... Oh, this is the make it home night. I have a flight that's supposed to leave at 8.25 in the morning to come back to D.C. Kind of close. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's just say I woke up at 8.45. Oh, wow. That's, so, that's not close. And I, <laughs> as, I wake just up, your flight, as I wake up, I, I'm like, oh, I'm supposed to be on a plane right now. And I... Still in my bed with you know, there's a little bit of throw on my shirt. I'm like, this is this is okay. I end up staying at the airport for like four hours. I, I immediately get to the airport and I sat in the airport from about nine o'clock till like one o'clock until I got a, a standby flight. Like Do you at least get right. the throw up off your shirt? Nope. Yeah, no, I threw that <laughs> in a bag with dirty clothes and just threw it in my bag. So I threw it within a bag within a bag and said, fuck it. <laughs> um the other time, which was also in Miami, but I did not throw up. I threw up on the plane. So I think it was the first Art Basel we were coming from. Oh, that was a quick bit, yo. We were leaving. So on Sunday, we decided that, hey, <laughs> we have to drink all this liquor before we had before we. That leave. was the dumbest thing. I don't know what really. We it was like maybe a fifth. It was maybe do, a bro. fifth or a liter of something. That I, we, that I, we wish you could, I wish they could see Mook's expression right two now. Things, <laughs> that bro. you bring this that we had um <laughs> That we had sort of drank throughout dark the weekend. It was white. That we had drank throughout the weekend. That we were like, look, Sunday. And they was on that small bodies, small bottles, people. We need to finish. We're like, yo, we have to finish this. Mm-hmm. There's no going back. There's no leaving this. So from like 11 a.m. until everyone left at like five six, about that shit. we're just drinking, drinking on the Shout balcony, out to all drinking on the, um, <laughs> drinking on the beach. Hey, y'all nah, nah, not doing nothing. Take a shot. Shout like, out to Omad. Drinking, man. drinking, drinking. So I'm fucked up. Like don't let Omadic make you a cup of nothing. I'm really fucked up. Cause that nigga might make you something. Really? That shit look like some sludge. Really fucked up. You gonna up. be drunk though. <laughs> really fucked up. You gonna be drunk. Really though. feeling it. It was really bad. It was really like one of my worst. But I was good in the Airbnb. I was good in the Uber. I was good as soon as we called boarding, the Uber. Boarding the plane. I was. I was fine. Yo, they start to run, like, to, you know, move the joint off the tarp or whatever. And, oh, my God, it just went all bad. I, I called the flight attendant. I said, I need a bag. She says, what? I said, I need a bag. And she says, oh. I said, yes. She gives me a bag. And for the flight from Miami to New York is about two hours and maybe 40, maybe, like, two hours and 15 minutes. Yeah. For an hour and 45 minutes, I threw up. Oh, like, man. I was just... You had nothing to give when I, you got off. Can I get some flight. water? Can I get some water, please? I'm like shriveled up. That's probably coming back up, too. <laughs> when I tell you, I threw up for almost legitimately in spurts of like maybe 10, 15 minutes of like. But the whole thing is, Charles was you about another story in Miami. What? Which one? We was about to leave the motherfucking. Oh, this in New York. We was about to leave the motherfucking Airbnb. And this nigga Charles throws up. 
As soon as the Uber is outside. As soon as the Uber is like the Uber's outside calls me and says, Hey, I'm outside. This is Miami. It was Miami. Yeah. I was like, yeah. He was like, hey, I'm outside. I was like, all right, bet. I was like, niggas. He outside. They was like, alright. We was like, ho, ho, ho. We so we leave the apartment. It was like, ho, so then where Charles at? And then I go back inside, this nigga coming out of my bathroom just like, oh, yeah, we good to go. I was like, you just Earl, son? He was like, yeah, 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 we good. That's setting a precedent. Son. Oh, setting a precedent. Son. I can throw up. And that was the livest night. I can throw that up. That was the Sunday night. I can throw up anywhere and be back. Oh, yeah, we're puking like, rally. That's people. my yeah, thing. My rally. thing is okay. that if I don't puke it, I'm going to be more hurt than if I do. Yeah. So if I throw it up. Yeah, just get it out and then get back in the game. I can, I can, I can start drinking again. Mm-hmm. But if I don't throw it up or I don't shit it out, mm-hmm. oh, I'm I'm done. Like, mm-hmm. I'm going to be slumped in a corner. I'm going to yeah. be holding myself. I'm going to be like, please, 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 someone come help. But if I get that shit out of my stomach, what people forget, alcohol is poison. Like, yeah. at its core, it's poison. So as long as you don't have a lot of poison in you, your body won't react weird. So get the poison out of you. Like, why are you letting that shit just sit in your stream? Also, yeah. you need, like, fat, not fatty, but you need solid things to soak it up. So Greasy bread, shit. Carbohydrate. Uh, um, uh, fried. Like, shit that just sort of... Soaks up. Hmm. Yorkshire pudding. My favorite. <laughs> you're, so, you're so white. I swear. <laughs> I swear. But I, I, might, I might try the Yorkshire Damn. pudding. That's good. Oh. Oh, man. This was good. I love... Enough about that stuff. Jake. You said you listen to music. You listen to just oh, yeah. about everything. Jake, Jake does listen to everything. I do listen to yeah a lot, yeah. a lot of different shit. And we were in the, actually in the car, and he sang a few songs like Yo God, he jumped. That was on the radio. You know what I'm saying? I, I've was. been heavy on the rap this year, absolutely. But that's because it's been a great year for rap music. We talked about this since I got here. It really Same. has been. What was your favorite? We're gonna do an episode about albums of the year, but you know it's a little early. But what was your favorite album of the year? Oh man, I I really like the J Rock album. You told me that. I really, really I liked the J-Rock album. Crazy, I thought it was really, really well done, man. I'll be honest with you. I was not a huge... like. I hadn't listened to that much J-Rock before this album. Same. I'm not going to act like I was a same. long-time J-Rock fan. We're that guy has discography on lock. Mm-hmm. This was honestly probably the first where I really got exposed to J-Rock. I'm like, this is a great fucking album. That's a fact. It was a great fucking album. And it started off with The Bloodiest, which actually might be my favorite track, because that one just hits hard. Yeah. It really that does. That was a crazy intro for, like, for him to open that genre. Yeah, like, it was. Because like, I'm not even, like you said, I'm not a big J-Rock fan either. No. I'm not a big right. TDE fan. We're going to keep it a buck. Yeah. But it's just like... That J-Rock jump was bitches. But J-Rock's to me personally, that, that Nipsey jump to me is Nipsey was good. Crazy. Nipsey's good. I like the Nipsey... Um, I haven't gotten to the boss and, and other jumps like that. As I listen to more albums, personally... I feel as though I think it's hard to categorize who had the best album. I think it's more so who had the album that sort of felt like this, or who had the album of the summer. It's, had, a, it's not a lot of feelings out there. You know, it's, it's, I think there's a lot of moods to the music that I think if you sort of like who had the best sort of hardcore album, who sort of had the best um, pop rap album. I think there's a lot of different sort of like you said feels mm-hmm. that would determine how I would judge. But if I had to just do like a top five off the top of my head, I go um, Nipsey. Victory Lab, I go Astro World, Travis, I go Yeah, see that's the thing, like does, does the Carter Five sneak in? And that's the thing, I wanna say it, but it's like it came out not too long ago, so I don't know if I'm yeah. overlooking other things like the boss, um even like something not, I'm not gonna say the Eminem was top five, but like I, there's different projects that I feel like mm-hmm. I might be I might be overlooking in my mind because we're in October, so I'm thinking yeah. about what come out what's come out lately. Um, I mean, I trumped for Tiana Taylor. I, I mean, but we, we said did, yeah. though, and you made a valid point. It's just it's only X amount of tracks. And, I, it, yeah, and uh, even Pusha T's album, Daytona. Pusha T was great. Really great. Like that was there's a great rap. There's album. a lot of albums that I think when we break them down. We're gonna have to sort of categorize them as to why yeah, yeah. we like them, as to what Absolutely. makes them that. And I think yeah. that's somewhat the beauty of hip hop, and I think that's the issue with hip hop. There's no one definitive sound. Mm-hmm. There's no one thing that says, "Hey, you're a hip hop artist, so you make music like this." Okay. So like, now I, I be going back and forth with my drum. Like I say, Nipsey, but I also say Seven 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 by Key. Yeah, you see what I'm saying? Like that's a product yeah, that yeah, I feel yeah, like right. the masses may not have heard. Yeah, but that shit is great. a very good, solid project from top to bottom. I look bro. at someone like um, I listen to Buddy. <clears throat> he had a great album. I listen to no, Buddy, okay. dude from LA, mm. No Name. Like there's people who I feel like 
And if you mention them, people are like, who? Or what? Nah, I heard no name for a break, though. Like, people yeah, anticipating people her shit. Yeah, people have been waiting for, like, two yeah, years yeah. for her to drop yeah, a project. Yeah, I was about to say, niggas was waiting for her so, shit. So, even, like, someone like Cardi B, like, commercially, her, her album was good. Like, I may not like all the songs, or I may not think it's the hardest shit yeah. out, but I think there's something to be said about someone who makes a platinum album, how, and how people like... How you feel like, about Cardi B? Uh, it's, it's not my cup of tea, mm-hmm. I'll be honest with you, but I respect what, what Chuck says, and actually... I told him this earlier why I think it correlates in a great year for rap music because even rappers that I may not traditionally like fans yeah. of them said this is good work by them this is mm-hmm. good material they liked it mm-hmm. so even, even if even if I didn't listen to them like J. Cole J. Cole I think he had a great album and I think it's just like I know how you feel about J. Cole but it's just like it's a sleeper thing it's a thing where I feel like if You're certain people Cole, I do like J. Cole okay I do like J. Cole. I actually, weirdly enough, this totally contradicts what I just just said, but I did not like his new album. You I did not like J. Cole's new album. And my thing about that new album... I, and a lot of people I know that were J. Cole fans have said that. Yeah, my thing about the new Forest album... Forest Hills Drive was so good. Yeah. And I, I, I know, I don't know, like, it seems like J. Cole's not your cup of tea, but Forest Hills Drive... No, like, I like that, that, that album was like... And I actually seen that album live because I worked the concert. Oh, wow, I'm jealous. So it's just yeah. like, I seen that joint, and like, that concert alone made me like... It made yeah, me he res- respects J. Cole's It made me respect his J. Music. Cole. Yeah, yeah, yeah like, I don't like his music, but it's just, like, I respect him because like he actually played out that album in a way. It's just like, yeah. it wasn't synchronized. Like, I'm not giving you track one to track whatever it was. Yeah, yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? I'm giving you, I'm telling you a story. Yeah, absolutely. You know what I'm saying? And this is what the story is for that time. Mm-hmm. And that's what I was fucking with about that that performance and like J. Cole period. It's just like, oh, all right, bro. Like, you just telling the story, bro. Yeah. Like, you make a theme, you tell a story. That's all right. Like, my favorite rap is Fabulous. Okay, and like J Cole reminds me a lot of him, but it's just like you know what I'm saying. But it's just like Fab gives me way more in a certain category than J Cole does. Yeah, I totally understand that. I totally understand that. Yeah, and plus I started listening to trap music. I want you to know I've been drinking the Hendrix. I'm feeling a little saucy. Um, it's good stuff. It is good stuff. Fuck, I I just had something on the top of my brain too. Salman likes it. Salman is a big avid fan of the Hendrix. You should buy him some Hendrix. His birthday's coming up. Uh, Salman's birthday has November thirtieth. People, November thirtieth for y'all who know. If you don't know, you should know. Please, if you know, nice. you know. God damn it! Listen <laughs> to my nigga episode. If you know, you know. And if you don't, you don't know. Oh, well. November thirtieth. You know what the fuck is that is? You know what? I'm gonna send y'all the cash app. So you know, drop something nice for my guy. We really, we're, we're real about equality here. So you know. Until the women take the cash out of their bios, I'm asking, I'm asking for cash out for, for my man's birthday. Show some love. Act like you know what the fuck is going on. Um, oh, more Hendrix? Of course. Yeah, I'll take a little more juice, uh, man. Please, we got uh, somewhere else to go. We're going to need to drink some more. We need to smoke a little bit more. Um, I might right, have Jake. to roll up. I'm going to roll up. I got you. Uh, damn, I have a few more things just to add to just about life. Uh, yeah, man, absolutely. Oh, oh, Drake. I wanted to ask you about Drake. You're one, you're a person who has a foreign mother, yes, and an American father, yes. as does Drake. Um, how do you feel about Is Drake? His mother really more? His mother's from Canada. Okay, I'm, I'm, say no more. Say no more. I, I'm a huge Drake fan. I think you know I'm a huge Drake fan because you and I were started becoming friends and nothing was the same. Came out, <laughs> and, wow, that was a good time and we were really, friends. really into that. We mm-hmm. were really into that. I was um, actually listening to Drake back then. Um, my um. My question more so is with the beef and stuff and all this stuff that has been going on. Mm-hmm. Do you see Drake in a different light? Because I, like you said, we, uh, I would say avid Drake fans for a while. Yeah, I'm starting to see Drake in a little bit of a different light. I, I'm not gonna lie to you. After the shop, I saw that as a very PR move. The I shop saw, was very PR. I saw very, that very PR-y. as a man who saw that Kanye West was down. He didn't. He wasn't sort of liked by the masses, and he mm-hmm. was going to try to use that as a means to. If not end him, but help, get him, help him get him out the way while also making himself look good mm-hmm. in the push of T beef, which I think consensus is that he lost. He lost, he absolutely lost. And it was it it was a scripted setting. Like I get it's the shop, but like he, there's notes. It's like you come in, like you produce. Like there's notes on the table. It wasn't like it was off the cuff completely. Like and, this was a preemptive. Exactly. He knew this question was coming, and he knew what his response was going to be. Bef- and he knew it was going to go out to the masses. Exactly. And, and I also thing- think Drake is one of them niggas that just comes in and just like he has the star power to dictate said question. He does. He absolutely does. You know what I'm saying, even though LeBron James may have more star power, definitely more like, star power. <laughs> it's just like, bro. I'm the interviewee. I'm controlling this guy. Like maybe so. Mm-hmm. I think um, even though they are men. Which one call it say the best? Big brother. Uh, Styles P said it best. Uh, 
LeBron, is, I mean, Drake is a star. He's not really a rapper. He's a star. Yeah. No. So because he's a star, he does he can't dictate the rules of rap. You had Drake, a ghostwriter before. How are you going to dictate rules of rap? That's that's what Pusha T said. He said, mm-hmm. it, "Are there rules? Write your own raps." Right. So I can't. And my you can't thing just is write in, your own diss tracks, my nigga. In good conscience, I cannot defend Drake to the to the utmost here. In good conscience, for myself. Yeah. Now, what I will do is I will say that I am a big Drake fan, so. I can compartmentalize and put it to the side. He, yeah. took, he took the L. He took my, the L. My Drake fandom is not because I think he's some unbelievable rapper. That's not why it's I, why I trump a Jake. That's not why I like Drake music. But, that, but the thing about certain Drake fans is why like people like me don't like Drake fans. Mm-hmm. is because they argue that. They absolutely do. And But the thing is that I've, I've made this... Even though there are cases where you can argue no, that. No, no, I'm not saying that. I made this point earlier that... Drake's allure or sort of what makes Drake is that he can bully the guys yeah, and get the out. girls to like him. And you only be able to bully the guys and rap when they, you think when sort of the, you think or they think that they can be outrapped by you. Yeah. Pusha T was not the guy to bully. That was sort of the worst <laughs> and guy. that is and I think sort of that's I'm glad that you said because I feel that like was probably, especially because I mean we were talking before about our favorite albums. He yeah. said it great. Pusha T's album was a rapper's album. It was a rapper's yeah. album. If you start categorizing things so to tie this back in, if you are gonna go at a guy to bully, don't go at go the at guy the with the rapper's rapper album of the year. Yeah, <laughs> you know, so because like that nigga Pusha T real had smack niggas with that album and shit, and he like he I, I feel like he put the rap game on notice. It's like, bro, I'm still rapping. Right, Pusha T's album, Santa Domingo. Like, I mean, come on, son, like I'm st- <laughs> like it's so fire, bro. It's like I'm st- like yeah, yeah, like I'm the president of good music. But don't get shit fucked up. And, that's, and that was my like, thing. I might not have a gold or platinum or whatever the fuck y'all he niggas categorize. He got that. talking about, but niggas like to attack him as a solo artist. And, and that's the thing. People who love, I think there's a one, it's like with basketball. Mm-hmm. You can watch basketball and sort of give people accolades who don't deserve it because <clears> of their name or because of their star power. And then you can actually watch basketball and be like, yo, this guy is really good. Yeah. He's better than maybe this guy who you think shout is out, good with a... Shout out Joe Ingles. Joe Ingles was exactly what I was thinking. Shout out Joe Ingles. Yo, that people nigga who watch balls, basketball bro. understand that Joe Ingles is a far baller. better player than the idea of him. Yes. But it's much it's, easier to... The niggas that line up against him probably don't even respect him as much as like... But, but I don't think so. I think people nah, who fact, respect nah. ballers... No, nah, I was just talking shit, though. Yeah, like, yeah. Like, I'm pretty sure... He niggas. did have that one, though, he took down the lane that yeah. we were watching that was ugly. It was not, it was not, not the, the right play. It wasn't the right basketball play. <laughs> <And that's> <laughs> For Joe Ingles to take the guy yeah, who dribbles yeah, yeah. in the arc, you know? That's not what he does. He <laughs> pumps face, dribbles left. Yeah, you, know, what was people, that? you know, people get besides themselves sometimes. He did hit a couple threes, so you you have the green light. You got the green light. You you got got it, you got it. It's a beautiful thing. You got to respect Joe Ingles. Hey, Joe Ingles. And Joe Stam come down the lane with the left hand and bang it on. I like that Jazz team a lot if it stays healthy. Jazz was the second best team in the Western Conference. They're not the second best team in the Western Conference. Thank you. I don't need to that far <laughs> but they could be the third but I don't know how big that gap is between the second and the third team in the west I, I think the second I think the gap between the second and the third is going to be way tighter than it was last year I don't know what the gap between people in the NBA is I, I don't want to play Utah though I'll tell you right now in a seven all game I know series is that the I, Warriors, I don't want to play that either. team this is all I know about the NBA Ricky Rubio Rudy Gobert the Warriors are the best team like, honestly outside of that Mitchell, I, I will talk about basketball endlessly I will watch endless basketball this year it's, it's my second favorite sport. I know the Warriors are going to win. It just is what it is. Play. I was going to say, what's your first one? Footy, of Footy, course. yeah. Footy, number one, man. And look, my team is... I'm a Celtics fan. So, Jason I think we're going to... fucking Tatum. Hot take. We were talking about this earlier. Yeah, move things. Jason Tatum is the second best player in the Eastern Conference. Which, there's... I, it's like a Boston Homer sports <laughs> radio take is what that is. <laughs> I'm sorry. I might be drunk off the juice, but that nigga it's is... Gian, it's Giannis. It's the Greek freak. That the Greek. nigga is a baller, bro. Yeah, it's the Greek freak. It's, it's, it's Kawhi, oh, no, like, and you, then it's the Greek freak. And when, y'all say, when, we say, when we say the Greek freak, I had no rebuttal. And then it's Joel Embiid, and then I don't know. Out, outside, I think that was the greatest point. Outside of the third player, I don't know. They're all that's, regular guys. That's its own class, those yeah. three for me. And I think maybe even John Wall and Kyrie are slightly above the other like in the next class like it'd be them and then I'd put everybody else like those would be, be by five but same the only reason I'm not a huge John Wall guy man but we only but the only reason I put Jason Tatum in my like best players in the East category is stand like you said projection yeah, no, no. And I, that's like, I if he stays healthy, bro, like, that, 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 stroke, that, that shit is That retarded. mid-range stroke, and I'm a guy who 
I lean analytically, so the mid-range stroke gives me my heart jumps a beat, to be honest, because you should be taking this three or dunking it. And, yeah. uh, it's just so smooth, I don't even, I want him taking it. And that step back is retarded, bro. It is, and it you is. you can't check that shit. You go under that screen or over and, and the screen. He, he's already, like, the what, 10, 15 pounds bigger than he was? That's true. That's true. This is for the fucking 19-2. Mate, mate, this lad, when he fills out, he's, he's going to be an unbelievable player. He's really good, and, I, and I'm and i out here. You know, I'm not really, as a latest, I mean, y'all, really didn't, argue, y'all didn't really argue me when I said no, no, that. That's why, because yeah. I understood as a projection yeah. analysis, that makes sense. Like, saying Jason Tatum will be the best player or yeah. second best player, I don't think that's but a... No, 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 he's not going to be the best player. Kawhi hands down is going to happen. Yeah, yeah, but saying he's the second best player, I don't think that's a stretch if you look at the idea of where he came from. From the beginning of last season yeah. to the playoffs to the end of the playoffs to what he's done in a few games to start yeah, the season. Well, he he also is in the perfect situation if yeah, you want to be true. a developing young player. That's that's true. True. Is to be in a Boston Celtics with Lord Emperor, Ruler, <laughs> Professor How Brad you feel Stevens. About Gordon Hayward coming back. Did you like him last night? He made strides last night. I feel like I, I like Gordon. I like Gordon Hayward a lot because this is a this is a Celtics team that's so deep. And the issue we are going to have is, what's your role? What's mm-hmm. your role? And I get so the, that get so people, the pressure on him to perform yeah. isn't as great. And I get that people say the narrative, oh, we're gonna, it's going to be your night one night, mm-hmm. your night one night. You can't game plan that. You can't, you can't say, hey, Gordon Hayward, you're getting the ball X amount of times Monday. Mm-hmm. Kyrie, your game's Wednesday. Yeah. yeah, like you can't, you can't do it like that. I get that people get hot. So there has to be a game plan. There has to be, I'm playing this many minutes tonight. Mm-hmm. It can't be, I get this many touches tonight. Because basketball just doesn't work like that. That's yeah. And that's why... The first week of the season, the thing I'm most interested in is rotations, mm-hmm. which is why I kept bringing up to Chuck with LeBron playing 37 minutes. I thought was very interesting mm-hmm. with Luke Walton with LeBron saying, you know, I don't run the team. Luke Walton saying we're restricting his minutes, things, and then LeBron goes and plays 37. <laughs> right? That that's a contradiction, and that that's what interests me more than how the Lakers played on the court against Portland. Mm-hmm. And I'm very curious to see how that plays out. And I argued that LeBron should be playing 37 minutes a night. I argue that too. But I said, Chuck, that I said that last year. Yeah, but Chuck made a great point. And he said, everybody, including me, is say I, I pegged the Lakers as a sixth seed in the West. I said that too. I had, I had them at the sixth seed in the West is where I thought me that's where they'd be. Six and seven. Yeah. But, and he's right. If the Lakers are going to be the sixth seed in the West, it's because Damn. LeBron played 37 minutes every night. <laughs> that's a so fact. Anyway, so, so, they're not a good enough team without him. At all. So what, what, what's, the, what's the give here? You know what I mean? Yes. What's the give the, here? What's I the give That's here? a great point. Now, we talked, well, we didn't talk whiteness, we didn't talk politics, we didn't talk sports, we didn't get we <laughs> around here. Yep. But before we leave here, before we get more gin in our system, more sparky loudage in us, we need to talk about the fucking strip club and the athletes. Yes, yes. That's my. I'm riding with that term after after last week. I want you, I want you to tell them because as someone who's listening, I, when you told me, that, I was like, son, when you smart. Told, when you told me the other day, he was like, you're loyal. He was like, hey, move. I like. Just it. know I've been calling the strippers athletes for like a week now, and I was it's just athlete. like, it's athleticism. I was it like, is. talk to me, Jay. I don't know if like, you guys listen to one of our episodes, but there was an episode we did. I can't remember exactly which one we've done a lot. We did like call strippers athletes, and I believe I called them Olympians. Yes. Yeah, you went as far as Olympians, and it. Wa- I watched videos. <laughs> it's not far off. It's unbelievable. It's, it's unbelievable. Not far off. It's kind of like you know Simone Biles does Simone Biles stuff. Oh my goodness! I I think she is, in my opinion. Yeah. I've never when seen somebody stick a floor routine. Like when people talk about dominance of an athlete, I get LeBron. I get um, Serena. Yeah. But no one. Them two are not on her. Yo, she won. What was it? The um, the she indoor. Won, nigga, she won everything. Every competition, five everything. four five, and the overall. No. She literally is the best three point shooter, the best dunker, the best assist maker, the best rebounder, the best free and the shooter. best player. Like she is the best at everything on her team. Plus the best on the on her team. That is to me and her ultimate dominance. Like I get LeBron, I get Serena. It all makes sense. But there's, but, there's uh, people better than them in certain aspects. At certain aspects of their game. Yeah, there's yeah, no yeah. denying that. I don't care what you say. You're not going to argue me down on this. I've even gone as far with a good man who maybe works for ESPN to say that 2016, Steph Curry is better than LeBron James. Listen, we'll have the argument if you want to. We'll talk about We'll do all that. But I feel like I said that that year. But, and, and the big but is... Someone is better than Steph Curry at yeah, something. ESPN yeah, yeah. Some, yeah someone is better at him at playmaking. <laughs> Some maybe not shooting, but maybe you know someone's a better player than him. No one. When I say no one is better than Simone Biles, no, no one. Not niggas no. Niggas saw Gabby Douglas with something. Oh my and god. And then this little, the, this other little person came it up. Like there's no guy, yeah. there's no woman, there's no person in history who maybe has closer. Like uh. no, Simone is in a category. 
Of her, um, oh, and I personally, I'm glad you brought her like that with the strippers because yeah. that's what to me like that is at the at strippers core. That's what they do. They do things that only they, they could do. do. Like yo, I fuck with chicks who are chill, who are mad, freaky, who are lit. Yo, they're like the strippers are the strippers for a reason. Like they're doing things. Let's let's replace the rings with the, with the stripper club routine. Is what is what I'm going for in the Olympics because the rings don't do anything for anybody. Who watches Hendrix. the rings routine? It's the Hendrix. <laughs> wow, Jake. Think That's... about if in the Olympics we don't have a ring or, or the shit with the ribbon. I'm, no disrespect to to the girls nah, out there the, the fucking rib, around the with ribbon, the ribbon. The ribbon routine is trash. Like we can get that out of here. The only, yeah. the only time I, I like the honestly, ribbon routine was in was I it old gun, school. I love guns. We can get ski shooting out of here. We're gonna put stripping in that motherfucker. I'm just saying, like yeah, the, the idea right. that you can <laughs> leave a pole at its highest. The Olympics and, are boring. Like curling is the main event now at this point, and I watch it. Like, but like that's what they that promote. That shit was three but days long. That's all they like. They have all the Olympic sports to pick from. They go, what's the one that's going to capture the nation's you know attention? They go and they go with curling. And they go with curling. Nothing. If you had strippers like if you had routines, strip club routine. Yo, America's winning. IOC, talk to us. America's winning. Too. America, America, America is winning. America's winning gold. America's winning, winning gold. Sure? 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 America's winning gold. Dominican Republic, I think they got something to say. America's for winning gold. I think. I think Jamaica. America's winning gold. I think gold. a few of my Islanders. America's winning gold. I even think France. Look <laughs> that Eastern Europe block, like the as quiet as Eastern European chicks out there. I'm like this. Listen, I'm just saying. I feel like that's not stripping. I'm already liking the competition. But this is my point, though. We're talking about we're talking about like performances and. But you don't think that and these other countries, these bitches are really just like a strip club? It's the front. Their I mean, niggas are really all, going there to, to get paid to fuck. I hate to meet this guy. How many strip clubs have you been to outside of the United States of America? None. Thank I you. barely have been in, in Latin America. Thank you. So I mean, I feel you, but let's 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 give our Brits and our Europeans and our Southern America. I can't speak South America. America. I've, I've <laughs> let's, let's give our other. Europeans. I know for a fact that there's certain countries that have outlawed strip clubs. Facts, but we're not talking about those places, are we? Have, have, have any of us named? We're again, we're again being progressive. First white guest. Let's get strip clubs in those countries. And the IOC, the bro, as I'm saying, like, <laughs> let's get more progression. So, someone from the IOC, come talk to us. Me, Mook, and Jake have the answers. We strip do. club if y'all competition. Want, hey, bro, if y'all want three these numbers rounds, to go up on the Olympics, three rounds. Let me know. First of all, they don't even have to be naked because you know, that's kind of demeaning. I, I see. I, I can understand why they can perform like, tricks with the, with their clothes on. You exactly. will still be exactly. That's my point. My point when I go to strip club and chicks have their clothes and I'm like, eh. But then I also <laughs> then I also remember that like, oh yeah, <laughs> this is this is af- like you said this is athleticism. So this I have is, to I have to be like, uh, okay. I'm like, yeah, you got clothes on, but it is you got. You it, did like a split I mean, I've only ever been to one, but if I went to one, I would now go into it as if I went and sat in a seat at a, at a sporting event. And that was how I'm going to look at it. Mm-hmm. Also, Jake, um, this is just some proper etiquette. Throw the money. Yeah. Throw the money. You got to. Got to. Like, you didn't come here to be a pansy and just go stare to at the, the wall. Go to the... Well, you don't have a bank account. No, I don't. <laughs> Yo, Jake doesn't have a bank account. No, no I find no. that so hilarious. I find that so hilarious. We were at the liquor store. Charles was like, you got cash out? He said, nah. Let's start, let's start with a He's bank like, account. Like, I don't even have yeah, let's, we've jumped a couple steps ahead here. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Listen, <laughs> listen, that's how we're editing this. <laughs> no bank account. Get your money up because Jake is not a broke boy. I see Jake with straight cash this weekend, so he ain't a broke boy. He ain't got no bank account. I can't. I can't speak for the rest of y'all. Well, it's good drink and etiquette. But I always go out at the bar, man. Show me a good time. Blow a couple rounds, you know. That's yeah, right. that's a good man. Hey, hey. but yeah, not but. I was about to give you a tip, but since you don't have a bank account, you don't need this tip. I was about to say, never use the ATM in the strip club and never go to the bar to get changed at the strip club. Okay, that's good That's there's good a, to know. There's a percentage. Well, I'll be going to my mattress. Oh, but don't go to the mattress. No, no, nah, nah, y'all know where he lives, so he ain't going to his mattress, and that ain't happening. You ain't hear that. It was, it was a joke. Yeah, we're going to bleep that out. We're going to bleep that out for you. Jay, want to thank you for coming through. Anytime, man, anytime. Um, you were a great guest. Your first white guest. Do you want to say anything to the good people before you get up out of here? Um, I'm trying, we're trying to get our white listeners up, so, you know, please help us. Uh, well, I mean, all that's on my mind right now is that United draw. <laughs> Which <laughs> fucked me up, you know. But I will say, I will tell you, I, I will say, if you're in Philly, please let me know. You've always got a place to crash, the good listener. I will show you a good time in Philadelphia. 
Listen, you cannot not come to Philly and have a bad time. Like, you're going to have a good time if you come to Philadelphia. Listen, my people, you heard it. Yeah, Jake, listeners, you heard Jake it. Jake is a friend of mine, so that yeah. means I believe he's a good man. I think you should think he's a good man, too. And Mook, he Mook says... Stamps him. Mook said, you, can you stab him, Omatic? Mm-hmm. Omatic is saying he's kind of <laughs> a little frivolous, but we'll worry about him later. Omatic? But, oh, he's yeah. looking for something right now. Oh, okay, I'm sorry. Um... Like Jake said, come to Philly. He'll show come you a Philly. good time. He will get you fucked up. South Street? Hey, have you ever been to the Fat Tuesdays on South Street? I have been to the Fat Tuesdays. I would tell a listener to not go there. <laughs> I, honestly, I was going to do the same. I don't get the slushies. Oh, yeah. Don't, here, here's don't my, drink slushies with booze. I, I, this is my thing about the um, Fat Tuesdays in Philly. They treat it like it's on South Beach. No, it's it's bad spot. It's it's a it's, it's a janky spot in the middle of a place where it's actually too big for it for its like yeah they have like space. weird tiny tables. It's, it's that, a very it's a very thing. But go to the Woolly Mammoth. You're down South Street. That's my spot. They got me on retainer there. It's a good spot. Hey, same they got me on retainer. They might they might be nice to you. Yep, they will. Be. Also on this episode we have beats by this, this and that this and that beats. Shout out to this and that. He got the heat for us. Keep coming, check him out if you need beats. Holla at him, Jay. Once again, thank you, my good man. Thanks, lads, man. You came yeah. through. It's been a pleasure, lads. You, right, you showed us some things. You taught us some things, and we enjoyed it. See y'all soon.